Rashawn Anthony Francis was a 42-year-old from Scranton, Pennsylvania. He was originally from New York City and loved music. On November 6, 2018, Rashawn called his mother to say people were after him and that they wanted to kill him. He then hung up. Rashawn did not answer any following calls. He was never seen again. I'm Ed Denzel, and this is Unfound. All of us know things about ourselves that we would never want anyone else to know. Even for you married people out there, trust me, your spouse has not told you everything. Why do we do this? Well, for a variety of reasons. We believe we might be judged harshly by the people who love and trust us most. Maybe it's something we did that's illegal that could get us thrown in jail. Or it could be as simple as we want a piece of ourselves that is our own, a tiny part where we can find comfort. And if we were to let other people in on it, then everything wouldn't be as special. But hiding information from others is not easy, especially when we know if we were to reveal something, we would win an argument or show that we know more than we are letting on. However, in doing so, we may betray someone's confidence and lose that friendship. Hey, knowing stuff ain't all it's cracked up to be. Well, in the disappearance of Rashawn Francis, as you will hear, he withheld a somewhat big piece of information from his family, at least for a while. Then he was gone. And we're left to wonder who else connected to this case is... Keeping Secrets. And now a summary of the case. This is brought to you by my friend Megan Lyness's website, charlieproject.org. I also need to thank Megan for pointing today's guest in Unfound's direction. Rashawn Francis was the oldest of six children. Yes, six. He grew up in New York City, and although he didn't graduate high school, Rashawn loved to work. However, with job prospects in the Big Apple not being that great, in 2015, he moved to Scranton to live with a guy he thought was his cousin. There, Rashawn got a job in a factory, and everything seemed fine. Yet problems then arose. The so-called cousin was not a good guy. He ended up pocketing Rashawn's rent money on multiple occasions. Then, Rashawn started to make comments during phone calls with his mother that caused her to believe he was having some kind of mental episode. Yet, these incidents seemed to come and go. So, on November 6, 2018, midterm election day, Rashawn should have been headed to work. 
However, he called his mother to say people were after him and they were going to kill him. Yet, Rashan never mentioned who wanted to do this. He told his mother to tell everyone he loved them. Rashan then hung up. His mother tried calling him over and over. Rashan didn't answer. He was never seen again. Later, a video surveillance camera from November 6th showed Rashan walking by himself in Dixon City, about six miles from where he lived. Unfortunately, no searches for Rashan have been done in either the Dixon City or Scranton area. On the surface, Rashan's disappearance looks very much like David Schrader's or Keith Fetter's, where a man had some kind of paranoid episode and ran off. This very well could be the situation with Rashan. However, in trying to answer the following three questions, we might find other possibilities. Number one, why was this so-called cousin so quick to post on Facebook that Rashawn was dead? Number two, why did someone else post on Facebook that Rashawn had been murdered? And number three, is it a coincidence that Rashawn disappeared right before his wife, a woman who Rashawn kept as a secret for a long time, was to move from New York City to Scranton so the two could finally live together. Rashawn's family is somewhat convinced foul play has occurred. The guest for this episode is Rashawn's mother, Denise DeGraff. Unfound news. Mark your calendars. Next Thursday, July 29th at 7 p.m. on her YouTube channel, Dr. Telesco and I will be getting together again for another great show. I anticipate it will last at least an hour like the others have. We will be discussing the disappearance of Megan Lancaster, along with the corruption in Portsmouth, Ohio. Next, please look for another Unfound Now to be released within the next few days. I haven't decided on which recent disappearance I will be analyzing, but I will make sure all of you know when the new video appears on the Unfound podcast channel on YouTube. Finally, the plan as of the release of this episode is that I will be driving to Pennsylvania in early August to see my dad for about 10 days. I'll be taking all of my Unfound equipment with me so I don't anticipate many changes in doing my work. But we shall see. Where you can find Unfound. Unfound supports accounts on Podomatic, iTunes, Spotify, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Deezer, and YouTube. Speaking of YouTube, on Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, please join us for the Unfound live show. All of you can talk with me, and I can answer your questions. Contribute to Unfound at patreon.com forward slash unfound podcast. This week, I need to thank Danielle, Corey, and Michelle. You can also contribute to PayPal, paypal.me forward slash unfound podcast. I also need to give a huge shout out to all the people who have monetarily contributed using Super Chat during the live show on Wednesday nights. Thank you for watching and thank you for donating. The email address, unfoundpodcast at gmail.com. Merchandise, the books at amazon.com in both ebook 
and print form. Do not forget the reviews. Shirts at unfound-podcast.myshopify.com or you can track down my assistant Heather in the Facebook group. Playing cards at makeplayingcards.com forward slash sell forward slash unfound podcast. The website, theunfoundpodcast.com. And please mention unfound at all true crime websites and forums. Thank you. I'm so happy to have on this episode of Unfound the mother of Rashawn Francis, Denise DeGraff. Denise, welcome to Unfound. Hi, thank you for having me. Uh, I'm very happy to have you on the program, uh, Denise. Uh, and um, I think a lot of the listeners know that I'm originally from Pennsylvania, so that when we have a, a Pennsylvania disappearance, it, it certainly gets uh, my attention. And so I'm very happy to have you here. Uh, let's start here. You, you are the mother of Rashawn. Um, let's just talk about your family in general. How many children do you have? Where does Rashawn fall in the in the line of um, your children? What was your what's your family like, etc.? Um, okay, um, I have six children. Yeah. My four the four oldest were born in the Virgin Islands in St. Thomas, wow. where I was where I was raised. At I was born here in New York, mm-hmm. but my mother she took us to back to her country. Mm-hmm. to the Virgin Islands in St. Thomas, U.S. Virgin Islands. Also, um, R- Rashawn is the first oldest. Wow. Tamisha is the second, Kalia, and then Kadisha. Uh-huh. And then um, um, those, they, they was born in the Virgin Islands in St. Thomas. Okay. Which is part of the United States. Yes, of course, yes. Um, my other two, the two boys, um, Earl Jr., as known as Boo, and uh-huh. um, my son Dede. Wow. I call him Dede. That's his nickname, short for, it's short for the song, uh-huh. you know, because some people can't pronounce it, so they yeah. say all kind of thing, and I have to keep correcting them. Yes. Um, for myself, as I stated before, I was born here in New York, uh-huh. and I was raised in the Virgin Islands. That's where I was mostly raised at and okay. went to school and everything. Okay. Uh, and when you say New York, I mean, we don't, I don't know if we want to give out your exact location or anything, but no, when you say New York, no. you said New York City. Yeah, New York, New York City. New, New York City. Okay. And so uh, you have six kids, and you don't have to go through all the ages. So Rashawn would have been the oldest. How old is he? And then how old is your youngest? How many years uh, is there a difference between your youngest and your oldest? Um, a lot of, the youngest is 21. Wow. He just, he goes with the year every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's 21. Okay. And, um, Rashawn is, um, let me see, he was born in 76, mm-hmm. so that would make him like 44. Wow, so 20 because, years difference. Yes. Look at you. All right. All right, Denise. <laughs> Um, very similar situation. My biological mother uh, had me twenty years after her first child, so I know a little bit what's that, what's that what that is uh, like. Okay, so you have yes. a big family, and um, where did Rashawn? You say you were in the Virgin Islands. You're in New York. Where did Rashawn uh, grow up? Where did you raise him? I raised him in New York. I, I brought them up here to New York, and mm-hmm. they was raised here. Okay. 
And how did all, uh, it sounds like uh, it was, uh, you had Rashawn a boy, then you had, I guess, three girls. How did those four that were kind of maybe closer in age, how did they all get along? They get along good. Good. Was he a good big brother to them, looking out for them, making sure, you know, no funny business or anything? With, uh, um, yeah. he was, he was, he was close with his, his siblings. Was he? Okay, good. All right. All right, so you have six kids, uh, 20 years from the, uh, the oldest to the youngest. Fantastic. So, uh, let's move on to this. Let's just talk about Rashawn, um, specifically. Let's talk about, uh, what was he into? Uh, obviously you have six kids. Uh, was his personality maybe a little different from everybody else's? His interests, his hobbies, his education. What can you tell the listeners so they, you know, so they can get a feeling of you know that they kind of knew or know Rashawn as well? Okay, um, Rashawn. Rashawn liked to sing. He like when I say sing, he liked to rap. He uh-huh. liked rap music, and he liked all of that. He to um. He liked to sit and listen to music, and mm-hmm. he like play music, and we'll be sleeping, and in the middle of the like three, four o'clock in the morning, <laughs> he's up like playing music all loud, and I'm getting up and I'm saying, Rashawn, you gotta turn that down because um everybody is sleeping." Yeah. And he be making beats. He be making beats with the music and everything. And then um, mm-hmm. what else? He didn't finish high school. Hmm. Uh, he didn't finish high school, okay. but um, he he had work here in New York. He yeah. did security. Um, yeah. What else? Um, How did you feel about him? I mean, was I guess that was his choice to not uh, finish his high school well, education? How I did always, How did you feel about I that? Always, I I was kind of disappointed, and mm. I always instill in my children to better yourself. Yeah. You know, and further your education. You know, um, yeah. um, that's what I instill in my kids, yeah. you know, to better yourself and, you know, make something of your life and your right. career yeah. and goals. And um, I said, I always tell them, I don't want you, I don't want to be better than my kids. I want my kids to outshine me, yeah. you know, yeah. and they understood what I meant. Yeah. Um, but he did, but but it sounds like he did get work, though. He, he dropped out of school, but he, he got some jobs. Yes, yes. And okay. when he was younger, he got himself in a little trouble. Mm-hmm. But that got resolved and everything. And uh, he turned his life around. Mm-hmm. And um, he started doing things that was right. And um, that I was mm-hmm. proud of him. I was proud because he... You know, did the right things and yeah. which was right. And um, he had support from his siblings. Yeah. And we loved him. You sure, know, he's the sure. oldest. Sure. That's my firstborn. Yeah. And so when he dropped out of school, he was working these jobs, may had some trouble. Was he living with you? Was he living with maybe some of his other siblings? Was he living on his own? What was he doing uh, during this time? You know, yeah. of course. We have to remember, um, you know, it's a relatively new disappearance. So we're talking, I guess, you know, maybe around the year two thousand, early two thousand, something like that. You know, what was he doing? Okay, he was he was living with me. He used to do um he used to do the summer youth pro he used to do work for the summer youth program. He used to work for them, mm-hmm. um, you know, and um, 
what else he used to do? Mm-hmm. And he just, there was time when he liked to stay in the house and when he yeah. didn't have no work, he was getting frustrated because it didn't have no jobs for him. Yeah. And it was saying that everything was, you know, full or didn't need anyone to call them back. He did some messengers and all the, and different things. And after that, yeah. he got frustrated. And um, mm-hmm. I used to help him out. And I, I, I didn't put him down. I, I didn't, you know, like, you know, belittle him or anything. I always, like, give him an uplifting, like, telling him to, like, you know, you could do it. I said, something will give, you know, you just have to, you know, believe that you're going to get it. Right. So then, like, in, um, mm-hmm. let me see what this is, 2015, 16, mm-hmm. one of them, yeah, yeah um, 2000, okay. let me see. 2014, 15, let me see. Take your like, time. Um, I can't remember the year, but mm-hmm. that's when he decided to tell me that he was going to go to um, Pennsylvania to live. Right. First, he went to go visit, and mm-hmm. when he called me and he said, oh, I'm going to come up for my things and I'm going to take, as he said, I'm not going to take everything, but I'm going to take some things and um, I'm going to live down there to, um, you know, to get my life together. Mm. He said, I'm going to have a job lined up for me and everything. And I was okay. like, I told him, don't go down there. Um, I'm getting into anything that is not illegal. Wow. I said, because you know how down there is. I said, you really don't know nothing about them down there in their state. I said, but their state is different. They have different laws mm-hmm. that don't apply to New York laws. Let me ask you a little bit about this. Um, so he's doing these, um, just kind of sum this up a little bit. So he's in, he's in New York. He's with you. He's living with you. Maybe a little frustrated. Things aren't going uh, the way, you know, he would like. Some job frustrations. Uh, etc. And then just, was it, would you say, the way you look back at it now, was it kind of all of the sudden that he said, you know, I'm going to go to Scranton, or was this something that he had talked about before? Did it surprise you? How do you look back on it now? Um, okay, he, um, okay, the first time when he was going, he said, um, he's going to to um, Scranton, and I said, who's there? Who you know mm-hmm. down there? Mm-hmm. I said, because you don't know nobody. He said, yes, um, Tyreek is down there, and he asked me to come down. He said, I'm just going to go down there for a couple of days and see how it is, and then um, mm-hmm. I'm, he said, I'll call you and I'll tell you. And I said, okay. I said, just be careful. Mm-hmm. And I said, just, you know, watch everything around you. Don't sleep. Don't sleep on people. Right. That's what I meant. And he knew what I meant when I said that. Now, you, you so, mentioned uh, you mentioned this guy's name. His name is, his nickname is Tyleek. His real name is Tyleek. Okay. And um, they call him Ty. All right. We'll just call him Ty. For purposes of this conversation, uh, we will not be mentioning his real name or his last name or anything. We're just going to call him Ty. No problem. Okay. No problem at all. Okay. All right. Did, okay. Had you ever heard of Ty before this? Had, did you know Ty... Had he ever mentioned Ty um, before at all? I didn't know all? him. Okay, I didn't know him. Mm-hmm. But um, 
Rashawn was saying that he was our cousin. And I was like, what cousin? I said, because I don't know him. Mm-hmm. And Rashawn had brought him here to the house one time. And my vibes about him wasn't... His aura alone, like, mm-hmm. sent off a different, like... It was not right with him. Okay. Kind of gave and, you a bad feeling. Yes, he gave mm-hmm. me bad feelings. Okay. And Rashawn knew him through another person, and um, they were saying that they cousins. And I said, no, y'all not cousins. I said, that's their cousin, but it's not your cousin. I said, because if he's cousins, he have to call me auntie. So I don't know nothing about him huh. and everything. But then to come to find out, I dig a little deeper. He's mm-hmm. not related to us in no type of way. Huh. He's not related to us. Okay. So he was calling Rashawn his cousin because... Somebody else said so. His cousin, his cousin mother is family to us because mm. um, her father, I have to call him uncle. Mm-hmm. May he rest in peace. Mm-hmm. and everything so you know okay it's a long you know yeah it's a, it's a little uh, complicated family connection but the point is yes. is that ty was claiming that he was rashawn's cousin and that wasn't necessarily yes. true exactly okay um and once again you said that at some point i guess in 2014 or 2015 somewhere in there that is when ty and rashawn were introduced to each other or do you? No, they've been. They know they've been knowing each other for a minute. Oh, okay. They've been knowing each other for a minute, and mm-hmm. Rashawn used to tell me things, um, like things, mm-hmm. like you know, like what he'll do and stuff and everything. And I said, Rashawn, just stay away from him. Why you keep going around somebody who's doing negative stuff? I said, just okay. stay away from them. I said because they is not good people. Okay. Come to find out, they end up having a fight. And stuff and they stopped talking and mm-hmm. I was like just stay away from him whatever okay the next time we find out I find out here and Rashawn is speaking I was like oh my gosh you know like thought that was bad news what? yeah and I'm mm-hmm. like you know I just don't like him and I say you need to be careful with him because I said you don't know people like him. They they'll set you up and stuff, and just make it look good for them. You know, like making mm-hmm. making themselves look good. Okay. So Rashawn said, uh, he said, yeah, ma, I know. I said, yeah, because I said we know. I said we know things. I said it's not that we know things; it's the vibes that you get. And when you get these bad vibes about a person, mm-hmm. that's what you should do. Go with your instincts. Now I have to ask Go you, did now I have to ask you if you can say, uh, did Ty and Rashawn ever get in any uh, you know criminal trouble trouble in New York before they ended up together in Pennsylvania? No, R- Rashawn didn't get in no criminal activity okay. with Ty in any kind of thing because okay. I would have known. All right, I would have known because the police officer would have been calling me 
or something mm. or Rashawn would call me and say, oh, ma, mm. or he'll call. No, he'll call his siblings and tell mm. them and tell them, don't tell mom nothing. Because <laughs> okay. I know how it's going to be. Uh-huh. I know exactly how she's going to react. Right. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Okay. I think every mother knows uh, knows exactly what you're talking about. Every child does too. All right. So even though you had, so I guess what you're saying is even though you had a bad feeling about Ty, he did not uh, get Rashawn into any criminal trouble or anything in New York. No. Okay. So how did it end then, uh, once again, to the best of your knowledge, how did Ty end up in Scranton? And convince and influence Rashawn to come down down and join him in Scranton. I don't know. Don't know. Okay. I don't know. Okay. That that's. Totally... But I have a funny feeling. Okay. I just have a funny feeling. Okay, that's that's totally fine. Um, but Rashawn, uh, you can just give the year. What what year did Rashawn go down? And I guess the tune. We'll get into a little bit more of this a little more later. But what what year did Rashawn go to Scranton and he and Ty ended up being roommate? What roommates? What year was that? Okay, I can't really pinpoint the year mm-hmm. because right now, you know, um, he was he was down there for like three, like three years, like mm-hmm. three years. Like let me see, he went missing in two thousand and eighteen. Mm-hmm. She was there for three, like three years. Okay, so let's say twenty fifteen. Um, yeah, something like that. Okay. 14, 15. And okay. it was like during the, wait, was it in the summertime? It was either in the summertime, like going into the autumn, like like around in August, something like that. Okay. Because he, he, you know, because, yeah, he came for his coat and everything. I remember he came back, when he came back to New York, he came to get his coat. And stuff because he said that it was getting starting to get cold and he needed his coat. Right. Yes, I remember that. It gets cold in Scranton, that's for sure. Okay. Yeah. So what did he do? So he goes down there. You're worried about him being with Ty, but he uh, he, he does get a job down there. What does Rashawn do? He, he does work down there. What's he do when he gets to Scranton? Um, he was working um, in a factory. Mm-hmm. In um in um I think it was Arlington Industries or something like that. Okay. In Pennsylvania, in Scranton, out there in Scranton. Okay. And um and he was doing good. Okay. He was doing good until when he used to call us. He used to call me all the time mm-hmm. to speak to us, and and there was times he'll come back go back and forth, like, come to New York and then go back, you know, mm-hmm. and be with us and, and hang. And he came, to, my sister had a um a Thanksgiving, and he came, and he was there, and then he ended up leaving because he said he had to go back because he had to go to work. And I, and I said, you have to go to work on that Friday? And I said, he said, huh. yeah, Ma, I got to yeah. go to work. Yeah. And I said, that is crazy. And then I said, wow, and everything. Yeah. So I said, you could work a holic. I huh. said, because that's how he is when he was when he was here in New York. He's like that. He's a workaholic. He'll work. Okay. You know, so, so um, how many times did you say, just roughly, how many times did you say, once he went to Scranton, how many times did he go back to you? see you, other family members, in that time before he went missing? Let's say it's approximately these three years. How many times would you say he went back to New York? Um, I can't pinpoint it, but there was 
he used to come back and forth and everything mm. and then suddenly he stopped coming and we used to like Rashawn why why you mm. not coming and then he started saying um certain things and I was, we was like no I said no nobody's gonna do anything to you or anything mm. you know he started saying um like um oh um people he was thinking that the people that was living upstairs um, he was saying that the people upstairs, the yeah. other neighbors that I had that was living upstairs, yeah. that they was, um, he said, um, he say, he was saying that they have people coming after him. Uh-huh. I said, they don't even know where you at, Rashawn. What is you talking about? Mm-hmm. And then I had him on speaker so his sister could hear him. Yeah. And she was like, Rashawn, you just need to come home. Just come home and he'll say, no, they, they were saying that if I come home, they're going to be waiting for me and stuff. And we was like, no, nobody is going to do anything to you, Rashawn. Trust me, nobody going to do nothing to you. We here. We got your back. Yeah. When, so, uh, when, um, if you can, uh, and I know we're going back a few years, how maybe to 2016, 2017. Do you remember the year? that this kind of started this the, the first time that he said something like that was it 2016 was it 2017 or was it actually in 2018 when he went missing no it was like in um you could say like 2017 16 and 17 wow. and i think because my daughter wanted to go and my son graduated from high school the baby boy and my daughter was gonna go she said we was gonna come down there and bring him yeah bring him up here to New York, and he didn't want to go. He said, no, 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 they're going to be there waiting for me. And Tamisha's saying, no, nobody's going to do anything to you, nothing. And then my daughter was saying, Ma, I think Rashawn is having a mental breakdown. Mm-hmm. He have a mental, he's having a mental breakdown. And I and I said, you know what, I think he is, you know, because uh, we have to go down there and get him, you know, like, you know, so he could see a doctor and everything. Well, did he ever specific, I mean, obviously he's talked about the people upstairs, but did he ever mention, you know, if he didn't want to go back to New York, he'd been going back a few times, then all of a sudden, like you said, he didn't want to go back. Did he ever say, use anybody's name or group there in New York that he thought, you know, I I have to admit this does sound a little paranoid to me, but just in case, did he ever say of any names in New York that he was afraid of seeing or anything? No, no, Hmm. no. Okay. No. But before all of that, before he had all that breakdown, before he started saying all of that, yeah. he used to tell us things that um, Ty used to do. Like, he'll give him the rent money, a money mm-hmm. order, mm-hmm. and want to write the name of the landlord, and Ty will take it and say no. He'll write it and give it to him all the time. He was spending the money for the rent. All right, so uh, to, to put it another way, they're living together. Instead of uh, uh, Rashawn just paying the, the rent, the landlord directly, he was giving the money to Ty, and then Ty wasn't paying the rent. Right. And so, uh, so I guess uh, Ty was using Rashawn as his own personal bank account. Yes. Wow. And he... Um he was, um, when Rashawn wanted to put a lock on his door, on his bedroom door, he'll, Ty will tell him, oh, you can't do that. Um, 
stuff on it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he'll go through Rashawn things. He'll be going through Rashawn things. That's what that's what Rashawn said. Yes, Rashawn used to call us all the time, mm-hmm. mainly me. You know, mm-hmm. he used to call his brother and his sister and tell him all the stuff that was going on. And we would say, get a room. We told him to get a room. Yeah. Before he went missing, we told him to go and get a room. Get your room and leave him. I said, mm-hmm. because he don't have to know where you're living at. But eventually, he find out where Rashawn was living at. And because he helped Rashawn take his things to where he was yeah. at, where Rashawn was staying at the room. Mm-hmm. So, it, so at some point, uh, Rashawn and Ty were not roommates anymore in Scranton. At some point, no. they separated. Yeah. Right. Did, Rashawn went missing when he was in his own mm-hmm. room. Okay. I mean, he was, he had a room with Betty's room. Okay. And, and the landlord, she was very nice. And she shook my hand and looked at my face and told me I did a good job with him. Hmm. She said he was well-respected and mannerable. So... Ty and Rashawn are together. They're living together down there. You have uh, a lot of uh, problems with Ty, um, maybe for you know for good reason. And then they're living together. You stated that there was something funny going on with the rent. Ty wasn't paying it. Um, did now is this a situation where Ty eventually got kicked out or you know from this landlord because of not paying the rent? I mean, what exactly yes, went on there? I mean, yes. that sounds like a problem. Rashawn wanted to go get his things, and the landlord told him no, and Rashawn showed him proof that he was paying the rent, and he let Rashawn get his things, but he said Ty wasn't going to get his stuff because okay. he owed the landlord money. All right. Do you have any idea how long this went on? Uh, I, I, guess I don't, if, know. don't know. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. All right, so would you say then that when uh, Rashawn did finally get his own place, did his, would you say that you you were talking about him being, you know, talking about people being after him, people upstairs and everything, would you say when he started Um, living by himself, did that get any better or did it just seem to get worse? No, I'm saying like he was okay when he got his room because he called me and he was talking to us. And I had him on speaker, and his sister was listening. And he said he got his room. He was happy, and everything. He he was happy. Okay. He was real happy, and he felt like relief. Mm-hmm. And everything. Um, the only thing, like, say, if he ran out of money or anything, we'll send him money. I'll send it um, Western Union. We'll send him Western Union money, enough money for him to have to what he needed for. And right. um, he'll tell us stories that how Ty will just pop up to his home without him calling Rashawn. And he'll pop up and ask him Rashawn for money um, for his daughter's birthday cake and this and that and everything. I said, Rashawn, you don't have to do nothing for him. I said, mm-hmm. that's his problem. He have to do that for himself because that's his child. He have to do that. He need to be a man and grow up. And do what he has to do for his child. Not coming to you like you're supposed to give him anything. You're mm-hmm. not entitled to. So I said, you better not give him nothing. He said, no, I don't got anything to give him. And I told him. And he was telling me, he said, Rashawn told me that Ty said to him, oh, you got the money because you get paid so and so. Because Ty used to work at the same place where Rashawn was working at. But eventually... Right. 
Ty got fired. You got fired. You told place. me that. Okay. All right. So Rashawn gets his own place. Ty's still hanging around there. He gets fired from that job. We don't know exactly if he got another job. What's he's doing? He's doing, but he does know this new place where Rashawn is by himself. Um, to your knowledge, did Rash <clears throat> did Rashawn and Ty ever get into any fights? Or ever any of this? That was up here in New York. That was here in New York before oh. all that went down. Okay. okay. And I feel I sometimes I blame myself for um for um because I felt that I should have stopped him yeah. from going. And um, but then you know when your children are grown adults. And, yeah, what are you gonna you do? Know, and um, you have to, you have to. When I, when I'm, I'm gonna say let go, but when I mean let go, I mm. mean like let them venture out yeah. and you know hold their own and be responsible, more responsible as an adult. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, I blame myself. I keep mm. blaming myself. Don't, yeah, yeah, It's it's easy to do, but don't do that. Okay, you know, don't do that. Denise, that's not that's not helpful, and it's not even you know it's not even factual, you know. Uh, don't do that, you know. Don't let the guilt get to you because you, you shouldn't feel guilty. You shouldn't. Um, you know, I just need to cover a couple more things here about the you know what was going on before Rashawn went missing. Now we should know though that even though Rashawn seemed to be having these things going on in his head, I, I you know it sounds to me like. Some of it wasn't true. I'm not saying it all wasn't true, but at least some of it wasn't true. You know, being fearful about going back to New York, I'm not sure what to make of that. But he was continuing to go to work, correct? He was continuing to go to work. He used yeah. to call me. Yeah. He'll call me and um, we'll talk. And um, we'll be talking for like hours. Sometimes we'll talk for hours till he get to work. And mm -hmm. he said, okay, Ma, I'm at work now. I'll call you later when I'm on my break. And I said, okay, mm -hmm. and stuff. And then he will say to me, Ma, when y'all coming back down here to visit me again? He said, because um, I miss y'all. I said, well, we planning to come down. We are planning to come down and see you. Just before all of this, this is before all of this, before he even went missing. Mm -hmm. We was planning to go down there, and I said, I was telling my daughter, we have to hurry up and get down there to Rashawn, because that's when everything, he started thinking that people was after, after him. Yeah. He didn't want to come to my son's graduation, thinking that people was going to be at the graduation waiting for him. And we was like, Rashawn's going to be in the car. It's not nobody going to follow the, the ride or anything. I live uptown. I don't live downtown. Mm -hmm. I live uptown. Okay. In the Browns. Okay. Um, I have to ask, uh, any history of mental illness in your family? If you can be, if you can say that, anything at all? That, um, any... From my understanding, I, um, this, these are family members that I never met, but I understood that they had mental illness in mm -hmm. my own family, okay. but they passed on so many years ago. Yeah. So, you know. You just don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't, okay. you know. Okay. All right, so he's down there, um, you know, working, seemingly having a problem with Ty. It does sound like that, but he's going to work. He has his own money. Uh, I guess his new landlord, you know, the where he was living at the time he went missing, had nice things to say about him. So even if he did have some mental issues going on, you know, for whatever reason, 
he was still taking care of his business. Now, however, we do need to talk about one more thing that I think maybe a lot of people are going to be surprised by is that Rashawn was actually married. Is that right? Yes. Um, I was, we were shocked too because <laughs> um, I was shocked and I was like, went to Michigan because I heard my sister, my daughter saying, I was in my room and Rashawn was standing in the room and she said to Rashawn, she said, you married Rashawn? You got married? And he said, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Mm -hmm. I'm not married. He took off the ring and he put it on another finger. And to me, she said, don't lie, Rashawn. Why are you keeping it a secret? Why are you so secretive? You could talk to me. Uh -huh. Why are you so secretive? But that's how he was. He was very secretive. Well, when, all right, so, but we have to put this all in the context. Do you even know what year he got married? To be honest, no. <laughs> he, Everything all right, was... All right, so it was very secretive. You were not invited to the wedding. I guess none of your children were invited to the wedding. Nothing. But I have, it's so funny that um, his best friend sent me pictures of, of, the, of the wedding, but... Um, you know, it wasn't like a huge, huge big wedding, mm -hmm. but um, it was like they went to the courts and got married. Not the courts. They mm -hmm. went and got married, and I'm not going to put the business out there like that, but mm -hmm. um, it was like um, for yeah, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't say anything. You don't, uh, Denise, don't say anything. You don't want to say. But I guess, I guess, I have to ask. Please don't do that. Uh, all I want to ask you is, did he get married before he went to Scranton? Before he moved to Scranton? Do you even know? Yeah, he did. Yeah, okay. yes, yes. Okay, he did. She was to go down. She was to go down there because they was gonna. Um, um, she called me. I mean, no, what happened? Before he, um, before all of this and everything, and when I found out that he was married, he had came up here to New York, and it was around his birthday, and mm -hmm. his wife was doing a little gathering, like a little party for him and stuff and everything for his birthday and their anniversary. So I didn't know until, like, afterwards, and then I told my daughter, and she said, yes, she knew that Rashawn was married. I said, why didn't you say that? Huh. But I heard you saying something, but, you know, and everything. And then um, she was like, Ma, you know how Rashawn is? And I was like, mm-hmm. All right, very secret. Uh, did you ever, before he went missing, did you ever get to meet his wife? Yes, I did. Okay. I met her, and okay. that was it. Okay, so uh, how... She had called no, one time to ask for Rashawn, and um, she called a house phone. And I said, who is this? And they asked to speak to Rashawn, and I said, um, hi. I said, she was very nice and polite and everything. So I was polite, and I said... Um, I said, um, can you please tell me who's speaking? And she said his wife. And I said his wife, and I started laughing on the phone. Huh? <laughs> uh-huh. I bet you were. And I was laughing. I said, what? And I said, no, you playing games. And, and I was like, um, you joking. This is a joke, right? Mm -hmm. And I was just laughing. But then, mm -hmm. anyway, and then the next time when she had called me, she called me the next day. The day, the day after Rashawn went missing, mm 
Mm-hmm. And she had called me and she said she's trying to get in contact with Rashawn. Okay, well, and, you know, we don't want to rush ahead. We don't okay, want to rush ahead. We'll get okay. to that. We'll get to that. That's fine. We'll get to that. No problem. Okay. But okay. I do I do okay. need to ask you a little bit more. So is it your then impression that at the time of Rashawn's disappearance, he disappeared in 2018, could they have been married for five years? Or, um, five years? I don't know. Don't I don't know. know. Okay, so she, not only did Rashawn not tell you, but in just speaking to her uh, at least once before he went missing and then maybe a few times after, that's never been clear. She's never been said, well, we wanted to invite you to the wedding, but we didn't, and this is the year we got ma- married, and that's never come up. No, that never came up. Okay. Um, All right. Uh, and what about, do you think uh, your your other children know what year it might have been? Just kind of get a feeling of how long this marriage was because, you know, he was down in Scranton for two or three years, you know, working down there. It would seem that if they're a married couple that she would have gone down to see him. Do you even know if she did that? Oh, yes. She I did. I didn't know. Yeah. She did. She used to go and see him. She okay. said he was staying with, she told us that he was staying, staying with some guy which she didn't like. She okay. said she didn't like him, and she said his aura wasn't too poor. She okay. didn't like him. Okay, so that might have must have been Ty. All right, but they were. But what you're saying is they were living separately. She was still living in New York, and he was living in yeah. Pennsylvania. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And um, she was she was planning to come down. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll talk about that another time. All right. Well, let, let's let, let's episode. let's just. Oh no, we can set that up right now. Um, so um, we'll we'll do that right now. Now, you told me that she was planning in our prior conversation that you uh, that she was planning to go down and see him in Scranton uh, not long after he went missing. Now, was this just going to be a visit, or was she actually going to be moving there? Your understanding. Um. They was gonna go look for. They was going to go look for a um um apartment wow. for them to live together. For them to live together down there in Scranton. Huh. And everything. Okay. Yes. All right. So this was gonna be a big thing. This is gonna be a big deal. A big move. They were gonna be living together after being separated for a few years. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, she's working up here. She's still up here, and she's working. Okay. And um. Um, right. She she um she she even texted me and said happy birthday to me. Wow. Okay. Well, when was <laughs> when was your birthday, Denise? Um, June twenty second. All right. So about a month ago. Okay. We're doing this yes. interview. By the way, listeners, we're doing this interview on July nineteenth, twenty twenty one. Okay. Um. And now, did uh, I haven't asked you this? Did Rashawn have any children from any other women or no, no children? No. None at all. No. Okay, but Mm-mm. but it but his wife, she had a at least one child from a previous relationship. Yes. Okay. Yes. He's a he's a teenager. He's a teenager now. Yeah, oh. and she okay. told me that he loved Rashawn. Okay. He loved Rashawn. All right. So, um, just for the listeners, so we're going to sum this up uh, before we get into the day of his disappearance, November sixth, twenty eighteen. So he goes to Scranton uh, with his you know ties down there. You know, Rashawn's convinced that Ty's a cousin. You you don't think so. I'm convinced that, you know, that might have just been a line, not not something that was actually true. So they live together for a while. Ty and he don't get along. Uh, we have the rent issue. Uh, but 
Uh, Rashawn does get a job. He's working that job. But, on, but of course, there's a big secret out there that he's actually married to a woman who still lives in New York. And then in the year before he goes missing, uh, he starts to display some unusual, you know, saying some unusual things. I don't know if his behavior was unusual. He didn't want to come back to New York, but I don't know, I don't know if he was doing anything crazy. He was just saying some things that I don't know if we totally believe them or not. However, maybe we could believe at least, you know, some of it. Maybe somebody was after him. He, just he wasn't very specific on this. Um, so then on top of that, um, his wife is thinking about moving uh, and, and them moving in together, Scranton, get an apartment together. And of course, this would be a big change for both of them. So that's everything that was going on in Rashawn the couple years before he went missing. So we now come up to November 6th. 2018, and uh, you actually spoke to Rashawn that day. Why don't you tell the listeners about that? Okay. Before you might listen, I spoke to him that Monday. He was he sounded okay, and mm-hmm. he he sounded okay, and um he was all right. And then um the Tuesday morning he called me again. Uh, he called my house phone, but I didn't pick up. And then, um, um, I, he answered, uh, he called my cell phone and, and, um, I answer it and I say, Hey, Rashawn, good morning. How are you doing? And then he said, um, mom, okay. and I'll never forget that day. And, um, <sighs> hmm and I'll help you out with this. He said something to the effect of tell everyone I'm, um, I love them and so that some, he said somebody was going to kill him. Yes, he said, um, he said, Mom, tell everybody I, um, I love them and I love you. Mm-hmm. And, and everything. So I said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to him talking to me, but still I'm listening to the background, you know, the sound of the background and yeah. everything. So, um, he's like, he walking on gravel, like rocks and stuff. And huh. so my daughter's sitting in the living room and I said, rush home. What are you talking about? And then, um, he says, mm-hmm. he just, he just <sighs> sounded very worried. He was very distressed. Wasn't he? Yes, and okay. he said um, he said that they're gonna kill me, and I said, mm. "Who's they?" Yeah. And everything, and then um, I said, "What are you talking about, Rashawn? What is going on?" And everything, and he said they set me up, and I said, "Who set you up? What are you talking about?" And then I started crying, and then he said, "No, before I started crying, and I said, um, I said, who set you up? And he said, they set me up. He said, they set me up, Mom. And I said, what are you talking about? Set you up like how? And mm-hmm. he, was, he, he was never quite specific with you, was he? Yes, he was specific. And then uh, he said, they're going to kill me. And I said, mm-hmm. who? And then I started crying and the phone went dead. And 
intimations in the background. My daughter, and she's like, Mo, what happened? What happened to Rashawn? What's going on? What's going on? And everything. And I'm just crying, crying, crying. And she said, Ma, you got to calm down. We don't want you to get sick and everything. Mm -hmm. So I kept calling Rashawn back and everything. And every time when I keep calling him that day, I kept calling him, calling him, calling him both. And it just kept going to voicemail. It just kept going to voicemail. <laughs> mm. so it after that so what, what you're saying is after you had that that conversation and the, the, the phone, phone went dead and that you immediately tried to call him back several times maybe a hundred times yeah. and I that day so and times that day i kept calling his phone i kept calling his phone calling mm. his phone calling his phone and i didn't get and said, okay. my daughter, she's like nervous. And she was like, oh my God. She said, Ma, I'm going to go. And she said, I'm going to go to vote. She said, because mm. I know you're not you're not dressed right now. And you're destroyed. And you need to get yourself together. Mm -hmm. Gather yourself together. But she said, because I have to go to work. And I can't call out right now until I find out what is going on. And everything, mm. definitely. She said, what you need to do, if you don't hear anything, call the the police in Scranton. Call the department there mm -hmm. and everything. So um, I yeah. did go and vote, but I was so nervous. I messed yeah. up the ballot like two times. And they told me, like, if I mess up the third one, I yeah. won't get no more to ask you this being that you found out that he was married that day did you ever call his wife did she ever call you and say hey i've been trying to call rashawn and he's not picking up did you talk to his wife that day being that you finally okay. did find well, out about I her i didn't have her at that time i didn't have her number i wish i did but mm -hmm. she called me the next day and um okay. she called me the next day and she was saying um she said, um, hi. She said, hi, Miss Denise. She said, um, and she was very respectful. And mm -hmm. um, she was like, hi, Miss Denise. She said, I'm calling Rashawn. And um, he's not answering his phone. And just keep going to um, voicemail. She said, have you heard anything from him? And I started crying. And I was telling her and everything. And she was, she, um... I was telling her, and I was crying and, and stuff mm -hmm. and everything. So she said, could you please keep me posted and keep me? And I said, yeah, I'll keep you and everything. And I said, right now, I have to go because um, I have to call. I have to call um, the police. No, she called me that night, and I said, I have to. I had another. Um, my sister was calling me on the other end and everything. And um she was trying to find out what was going on because she heard about it and I didn't want to call her and tell her nothing about Rashawn because Rashawn is her favorite nephew and um, I didn't want to tell her nothing because she has a pacemaker so I didn't need her to be 
pulling out and I'd be the cause of it. I said, I, that's why I never told her anything. So yeah. I, I said, I can't tell you and everything. And then she said, no, tell me, you know, just take your time and just tell me. And then I started telling her and everything. And, um, and then the, my family came to my house. They was here that night and everything. And they was trying to put everything together. And she, my sister, the one who I called, who had the pacemaker, she blamed Tyree. She said, I bet you he has something to do with Rashawn being missing. She mm. said, I bet everything on it. Everything. Mm, well, she said, I bet everything well, we're not, on we, it. Well, we're not going to get into any uh, uh, speculation here. Uh, we can't do that. When you finally did get to speak to his wife the next day, she calls you. She's trying to reach Rashawn. Uh, she can't reach him. Of course, you try, were trying the, the whole entire the day before, a hundred times maybe trying to call him. When you talked to him, her, did you and she ever talk about, did it come up? You know, Rashawn's been acting a little weird. He's been saying some things. Did she ever say to you, you know what, he was doing the same with me? Did that ever come up? No, no. She said that she was going, um, she was going down there to meet him so they Mm -hmm. could get an apartment, a two-bedroom apartment, and she was to, um, you know, she was to go down there, and um, he never responded. She said Mm -hmm. she's been calling him, calling him, and. She hasn't been getting no no return Uh, calls or anything. I I guess what I'm, I guess what I'm asking you. Denise, is that you, and I believe you, that you say that Rashawn has been, had been showing these signs of people saying, you know, they're after him, the people upstairs, he can't go back to New York because people are out. Did he ever say any of this stuff to his wife when he would talk to her on the phone? She never told me that he said anything like that to him. Ever? She never told me. To this day, she's never said anything to you like that. No, no. And you've never brought it up to her? Basically, to be honest with you, no, because um, I was worried about my son, about finding him and everything, Mm -hmm. you know. So at the time, my mind is not thinking. It's like, you know, I just want to find my son and that's it. I, I get it, but I get it, but I think I have to, you know, I have to explore this a little bit more. It seems to me that you were very worried about this behavior, but... You know, once again, I mean, I'm not married. I've never been married, so I, I, I'm not, you know, going to try it. It just seems to me if, uh, you know, a husband is showing signs of, you know, some instability, maybe. Maybe it's tr- all true. Either way, mm-hmm. if he's saying things like that, it seems to me that he would be doing these things to more than just one person, you. Mm-hmm. It, would... he, it was, um, he told, and he told a couple of his, he told one friend, and that mm-hmm. was John his best friend mm-hmm. and John would say well, um, come back to New York he said you know your mom got your back yeah. he said nothing gonna happen to you he said you know we all got you and Rashawn would tell him no okay uh, he'd be uh, he's gonna be all right okay but so the just detectives did so... tell me that he was looking for um depression medication mm-hmm. online Okay, just so I just want to I just want to make sure that we I understand this so the listeners understand this. Once you found out that he was married, you've had conversations with his wife. There's never been a conversation between you and her about uh, Rashawn's um, 
the words, what he was saying before he went missing about, you know, being, you know, people being after him, et cetera. That's never come up. No, she, that was the first, I haven't heard from her until mm. that day when Rashawn went missing. Rashawn went missing that Wednesday, that Tuesday, mm-hmm. the Wednesday I heard from her. And you haven't, and she never mentioned to me nothing, no. nothing. Okay. And how many nothing times have, about- okay. I just want to make that clear because I think generally people, <clears throat> generally people would think when somebody's displaying this kind of behavior, you know, saying people are after me. Uh, the people upstairs are after me. I can't go back to New York because, you know, this, you know, all these things that he was saying that you heard, it would seem to me that he would be saying that to a lot of people because this is part, you know, of who he is now, you know, if he has something going on, but it doesn't sound like that, especially since it's his wife. And I'm just surprised. I I have to admit, I'm just surprised that she's never mentioned it to you either. Well, you know, you know, Denise, you know, her, me being her, you know, Denise, he did say some things, some strange things to me, you know, in the months before this all happened. She never did that. No, she okay. never said that. Okay. It wasn't like we had a conversation or, or mm. anything, you know? I know. I, it just seems to me that it would be natural that that would come up. But okay, that's fine. I'm just, I just want to make that clear. All right. So she contacts you. She can't get a hold of him. And then finally, you had told me that, it, that um, who eventually did, you uh, eventually spoke to the Scranton police and you actually went down there. Why don't we talk about that? Okay. Um, I called them November 6th to let them know about my son. And, and um, they went to do it. I gave them, at first, I thought I gave them the right address, but they never had called me back. So I had to call them back to find out why they never called me. So then they said, well, we went there and it's nothing. We can't see nothing. And mm-hmm. I was like, and they hanged up. And huh. I was like, they rude. So I said, I looked at my phone. I looked at my phone and then I found the actual address of my son. And then I called them back and I explained to them everything. And I told them what was going on. Okay. And they went to do a wellness check. Okay. And let Rashawn, they asked questions about Rashawn. And the officer that called me back, he said, I hear nothing. He said, I'm going to be honest, like, um, I haven't heard anything negative about him. That all I know that they, the landlord says that he stays to himself. Mm-hmm. He always has headphones in his ears, like he's listening to music. And, um, that he stayed to himself. He's very quiet. He don't have no company in and out. Okay. And that he was quiet. He don't have no loud ruckus mm-hmm. or anything. Okay. Now you went to, I have it in my notes here, that you actually went to Scranton on November 9th. Correct? Yes. Let's, yes, let's, let's talk about that. When you went down there, uh, talk about your interactions with the police, and then we can move on to talking about going to Rashawn's apartment for yourself. Okay, before all that, um, the, before the day, we was leaving the Friday, but the Thursday, I got a call from Officer Kossoff, and at that time, he called me and he said, well, I have, um, I already did the police report, but I told him that I was coming down to do the police report, but, um, 
what happened, he calls me that Thursday night. It was around 11, around 10.30, something like that. And he said, well, he's with Tylee, the cousin. And I said, he's not no cousin of ours. He's not Rashawn's cousin. And I asked him to please stop saying he's Rashawn's cousin because he's not his cousin. Uh-huh. And um, okay. he said, well, he asked him and he wants to put a... Put, he was requesting to put in a police report on Rashawn. I said, well, he can't do that because I'm the mother. Okay. And I'm coming there. To, I said, I'm coming. And he said, he was right in front of time, time and he says, the officer says, when, when I'm coming. No, he said, for what? I said, I'm the mother and I'm coming there to make a police report. That's why I'm coming. I'm entitled to do that because mm-hmm. that is my son. I'm the last person who's spoken to him and I am entitled to come and see my son to make a police report that he's missing. Okay. And so you showed up. Yes. All right. And while we was, um, we left Friday morning, we left early. Now our intentions was to stay there for the whole weekend and come back come back and um what happened was that um while we was um driving we was in we was in pennsylvania but we didn't reach into scranton and my niece sent um a text to my sister and my sister said oh no he's on facebook posting that the mother is already down here in scranton making a police report and um ty did this Huh? Ty did this. Ty did this. Yes. Okay. Yes, like, yeah, and everything. So, um, my sister said, oh, no, oh, no. She said, this don't look good. This don't look good. I said, I was all calm all the time. You know, I was calm, and I was sitting in the back seat. Cause my sister is the one who used her, her, her SUV for my daughter to drive it down there so it could hold us all in the car. And uh, my other son, he had to take off to come with us, too, from his job. And um, we all went there. It was was four of us at the time. Um, At the time, my son, the youngest one, was up in school, up in Connecticut. And um, my sister said, don't tell him nothing. He's taking his exams. And she said, you don't want him to be... Um, distracted him, get his grades messed up. I said, you're right. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I told him it was too late because I already told him. And she said, Denise, why you said? And I said, I wasn't thinking. I said, I had to let his siblings know and stuff and everything. I even called my daughters in um, Florida and told them and stuff and everything. And they was, they was, it was too destroyed. And, um, so you get, um, so you get to Scranton. What do you do? Okay. So we, I asked the um, officer, um, could I take the dogs out there and stuff and look for my son? And he said, oh, we can't do that because it's raining and some other stuff he was saying. Mm -hmm. And stuff. He said, but when the rain cooled down, we will take the dogs out there. And we'll start doing a party search. None of that never happened. Since we was down there, nothing happened. Huh. Um, 
the detective called me. She calls me. Detective Gary. She calls me. And she was talking so fast. Like, she was talking fast. Like, she just wanted to say what she had to say and just get off the phone. And, um, mm-hmm. um, I was trying to talk to her and everything. And she's going to tell us, um, that we can't go to no, no, no news because I was going to the news okay. and everything as a mother. And she says, no, not to go to no news. Don't do no, um, what you say? How do you say that? Like, um, press, press awards, release or no. something. Yeah, press release and awards, but we already did the um um we did that. We we put um um she didn't want us to do that. She didn't want us to put out rewards or anything. Oh, she said because yeah. then people will start coming out for woodworks and yeah. saying this and trying to get money and blah blah mm-hmm. blah yeah. and everything and stuff. Okay, we did all what she said, which I felt that should have did it. Should have. I should have never listened to her. I should have went mm-hmm. and I should have went to the um the news people and everything and stuff. Cause she called us when we came back to New York. She calls me and tell me, oh, we put out that your um. She said I told um your son is in the news that he's missing and I had to do that and this and that and blazy blazy. I wanted to go off on her on the phone, but I didn't. I said let me keep my composure. And everything, and I was like, how dare she? Because after I got off the phone, my daughter was looking at me. She said, Ma, I know you want to say what you got to say, but just say it out because you're home. You're not in Scranton. Just say. And I said all what I had to say and everything. I said, how dare she and everything. I was using obscenities. I was very upset. Mm -hmm. And uh, I said, because... She's the one, same one who told me, don't do that. And I was, I should, I wish I'd never listened to her. I yeah. should have did it because the hotel we were staying at was the, there was the news place right there. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I was very hurt and everything. When I try to call her, when I call her and leave messages, because they said, call us. Call us and we'll answer and everything will get back to you. We did that. We're in New York. They know we live in New York. So mm-hmm. they're not going to call us and everything. She never called me. Mm-hmm. She not even once called me. And when she called me, she called me when she felt like it and everything. When was the last, time you, she, when was the last time you spoke to the Scranton Police Department? Um, October 24th. I mean, 23rd, 2020. So uh, 10 months ago. I did keep going eight, back. Nine months no. ago. I kept going back. I was going, we, my family mm. and I we was going back and forth yeah. and everything. When I went back the second time, the second time when we went back, it was um, December in 2018. And that was the winter, winter recess here in New York. I don't know how it is in mm. Scranton, but it was the winter recess and we went there and um, we stayed down there. And um, they wanted to me to do a DNA. They just showed us a picture of Rashad by himself where they see it all on the newspaper with him in the jeans and a backpack yeah. and a, a blue, white, and red um, jacket. Yeah. That's what she showed us. 
And um, she was telling us, oh, he was at the McDonald's in Dixon City. We're gonna, and we're gonna and was, yeah, we're going to talk about that. I don't want to rush into that just yet. Okay, okay, I don't want to okay. rush into that. But I, I guess what we're saying here is your overall interaction with the Scranton Police Department has not been positive. Nothing. Nothing. Okay. It sucks. It really sucks. Okay. Um, um, and... Um, and I want to ask you this, uh, when you were down there, uh, that when you went down there the first time, November 9th, however long you were there, did you go over to Rashawn's apartment? Did you go inside? Yes. Did you look around? Yes. The, um, yes. The landlord, we went to go see the landlord after we went to the, um, the, after I stayed with the, after we went to see them and we was in there for like an hour or something, we left from them and I said, we're going straight to Rashawn. And then after we get to Rashawn, I told him, I said, we're going to go and get us. We're going to stay at a hotel where we're going to find a nice hotel where we could stay at and everything. So, so I said, we don't want no problem. We don't want nobody knowing where we at. Mm-hmm. Really? Because okay. we was thinking about time. Right. We don't want him to know where we was, where we was at. Okay. And everything. And he, um, so at that time. We went to Rashawn place, and I and um we talked to her and his sister. I came in and she, the sister was looking at me, and I said, um, "Hi, good afternoon. I'm Rashawn's mother, Rashawn Francis' mother. I would like to speak to the um you know the landlord." And she told me to hold on. She went in the back. And she came back, and and the landlord came back, and she was very nice to me. And she came straight to me, and she shook my hand, and she looked me straight in my eyes, and she said to me, you should be very proud of your son, well-respected, well-mannerable, always helpful, good, you know, always, she said, I could say he was one of my best tenants. Did the landlord know that she, did, did the landlord at that point know he was missing? Yes. Okay. Yes. She know because Ty called her and oh. told before we could even get to, to her, mm-hmm. Ty already contacted her. So he's kind of infusing himself into this whole thing. Yes, yes. All right. He infused himself into it and told the landlord, called the landlord and told the landlord that um I was coming and um mm-hmm. and this and that and everything because she told us and she said that he was very like you know trying to be very like um oh I, I don't know what the word to use like like trying to throw like authority like like she must you know like you know listen to him and stuff like and he's the authority on the matter yeah yeah okay and, and he's not mm-hmm. and um she from the how she looked at us how we presented ourselves she said you said she said now i see who rashawn's family is especially his mother and i could tell that you did a good job with him and i said thank you i said thank you and i left our fly with rashawn picture our numbers and stuff and everything to top it off after we left, oh, before did you we get to go into the? Did you get to go into the apartment? Yeah, we went to go see his room, and it was neat, just like the officer had told us when he went to go see Rashad's room. He said it was like nothing was missing, like like everything was intact, like his room was so clean, like you couldn't find nothing. Okay, like, so nothing unusual. Home. 
Nothing mm-hmm. unusual. Yeah, yes. His room was clean and it was his bed was made up. Everything was you could see like a bag of clothes, like he went to a laundry or something. Okay. And he just put it there. Anything, stuff, so. anything that you would say unusual at all? Did he leave behind any ID? Did he leave behind you his know, wallet? Uh, nothing like that. He left his bank card. He left his bank card. Mm. He left his bank card, and I took off the bank card. Okay. And I brought it home with me, and I brought it with me. I took it, and I um, I said he probably don't got no money. He probably whatever he did, whatever happened, he probably didn't, you know, take it with mm. him. You know, a lot of things was running through my mind at the time. And everything. So, um, as we left, I said, I told them, I said, I don't know about y'all, but I'm hungry. And they said, yeah, we hungry. We hungry. (laughs) So we found somewhere to go and eat. And we sat there. And while we sitting there waiting for our food, Ty calls me. Mm. Now, I get a number from Maryland and I said, Who's this calling me from Maryland? Because I don't answer no number that I don't. If yeah. you look unfamiliar to me, I'm not answering. Me too. So I said, I guess yeah. I, I said, it better go to voicemail. If it don't go to voicemail, that means it wasn't worth it. So then um, it went to voicemail. So I was eating. Our food came and we was eating and stuff and everything. So then after we finished eat, something say, check that voicemail. So I checked it. And I played it for my sister and my my other two children to listen to, and then, and my son my son Boo he was um, he was frustrated. He said, "Oh my gosh!" He said, "I wish I could see him right now and everything." And I said, "No, Boo." I said, "We don't need to bring that bring that drama here." I said, "Let's leave it." I said, "Because we when we when we leaving out of Pennsylvania, we leaving out with um with respect." and dignity, nothing like rowdy and everything. Mm-hmm. No, we don't want that. We're not coming down there, coming down here for that. I said, leave it all in God's hand. And that's what I said. Okay, so Ty's trying to reach you while you're there. You don't want to see yeah, him. Saying, that's just going to cause a problem. Yes, he said, um, he left the message saying, oh, he said like this. He said, oh, Denise, this is, um, I'm going to say just exactly how I'm saying it now. That's exactly how he said it. And I still got that voicemail. Okay. And he said, um, Denise, this is Tyreek Rashawn's cousin. You need to call me. Um, you need to call me as soon as possible. And everything. My number is so, 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 so. And everything. He said, because um, we need to talk. We need to talk. Uh-huh. And everything. So my sister said, oh, he sounded like, she said, he sounded like he demanding you. Right. To Very like, demanding, yeah. That's how he was with the landlord. He was demanding with the landlord. Okay. That's the word I wanted to find. Okay. Very demanding. Well, you found it. And um, so my sister said, "Don't delete it. Keep it, and everything. And you could play for the, the the detectives. And I did play for them. Everything we found that he, everything that was sent to my sister, and everything the police have all of that. They have everything that he was posting and mm. everything. He, they have it. Well, they yeah, we're gonna it. we'll get we'll get to Ty. We're gonna talk about Ty quite a bit in in, in a bit. So I'll uh, give you all the opportunity for that. Just want to make sure that we go in in, in, a, in order here. Um, all right. So you go to his apartment and uh, you go to uh, Rashawn's apartment. Nothing out of the ordinary. No signs of violence. Nothing stolen. 
Uh, the landlord has very nice things to say about him, but I, I'll, I'm going to ask you the same question uh, that about the landlord that I asked you about his wife. Did the landlord at any time say, you know, or Sean said some things to me, like people were following him, he was paranoid. Did she ever say anything like that? No. No. Okay. She never told me anything like that. She just told me that he was kind. Mm-hmm. He was he was good. He was a good person. He was okay. a good person. Okay. I believe a good it. Person. I believe it. All right, let's move on to this. Now, you already kind of uh, mentioned it a little bit, but I do want to uh, talk about it a little bit uh, more in depth. So there is a there was a sighting of Rashawn where uh, there's a picture of him, which uh, by the time the listeners are listening to this, they will have seen it. Where is this picture taken? Um, how did the police find it? How did you find out about it? Um, they said that it, it was in Dixon City by the McDonald's. Wow. Okay. And do you have any idea how how they found that? Did, did the, I don't know. You don't know if it was like, for example, uh, the McDonald's owner had a had a camera out front, heard about Rashawn missing, went and checked the video and found it. You don't know if it was I that way. You have no idea to this day. No. Um, all I know is that um, Detective Gattery, she said that he was inside McDonald's because one of the, um, the workers said that he was huh. inside McDonald's. On the day of his disappearance, on the day, same day that he called you, you know, and said, you know, he, you know, said the statements that he said, it was on the same day. Yes. Okay. And so then that, that picture was released to the public. Yes. And then that was when your daughter found out about it, right? My daughter in Florida, she found wow. out about it because another person that is a police officer told mm-hmm. her about it. Huh. Okay. Um. So this uh, this video is you've seen the picture. Is it Rashawn? Yes, it's uh, Rashawn. Okay. And this is in Dixon City, which is not where he lived. It's kind of close to Scranton, but um, not you know it's it's a little bit of a walking distance, a couple hours. Yes. Right. Okay. Would this have been on the way to his job? Any reason that you can think of, or anybody that can think of, that he would have no. been in that area being seen on that camera on de- on November 6th of that year? No, no. That, okay. not, I don't know. Okay. So we just don't know. It is certainly Rashawn. It is believed to be on the day of his disappearance, but we have no idea how that video was even found, because I can assure you it's not like police started cruising around asking everybody for their video cameras, especially that far away. So that didn't happen. So somebody must have been um, found out about Rashawn's disappearance and uh, decided to check their video. Okay. But you said this McDonald's, he was sitting in the McDonald's. Uh, was he eating? Was he by himself? I mean, was he acting regularly? I, Do we even know? I really don't know. I really don't know. Okay. I really don't know. Okay. So this video is taken near McDonald's in Dixon City, and I will have, by the time the listeners um, are listening to this, I will have done a little bit of a diagram, a, a video on YouTube to show them where he was living at the time and where this video seemingly was taken on the same day uh, that you talked to him for the last time. All right, so we do have this sighting of him, and he's by himself. Yes. Okay. 
All right. Let's move on to this. Phone records. Have you been able to get his phone records? Do you know anybody else that he talked to that day? Do you know anything about ping information? Let's talk about that. Um, I did ask the, um, the detectives, could they ping his last, you know, like where he was at and everything. And they said they can't do that. And they was giving us, basically, they was giving me excuses from excuses. They was giving okay. me different runarounds. Okay. When I was asking to do a lot of different things, they was giving me runarounds, like excuses. Mm. Okay. Um, so you, to this day, don't have Rashawn's phone records, or do you, or... No, no. No, okay. And you have no idea about any ping information either, because, of course, he was talking to you. We know that he used his phone that day, because you spoke to him. You know, yes. from that, we could know, well, what sat, what uh, tower, you know, his phone pinged off. You, to this day, you know, it's not quite three years yet, but you still don't know. No. Okay. All right. So we don't have any uh, phone um, information. Has anybody in the last, once again, two and a half years, a little over that, has anybody else come forward and say, yeah, I spoke to Rashawn that day? You know that you spoke to him. Have any? Has anybody else ever come forward and said, yeah, I spoke to Rashawn on November 6th? No. All right. Okay. All right. So we don't have any phone information did Rashawn pay for his own phone was he on a plan do you know how he paid, he paid for, his, for phone? his own phone okay all right so maybe those records could be accessed but if the police a accessed them you don't know anything about that no because they won't tell they me won't nothing tell. they won't yeah. they can say that they can't tell us anything they can't tell mm, us nothing yeah okay all right. Um, yeah, that's fr that's frustrating. And you should know, uh, Denise, that many of my guests do have, you know, police do give up phone records. You know, the, the Scranton Police Department may not be doing it for you, but I can tell you there's other police departments who have given phone records to family members. So I would not give up on that. Okay? okay. Do, do not give up on that. Um, the truth is that... Um, Although they can access the records, and I hope they have, and I hope they have them. And, you know, if they're working on something, then I give them all the credit in the world. But they have to understand those are Rashawn's phone records, not the police's phone records. Okay? You know, it's not like the, the police were paying for Rashawn's phone. Rashawn was paying for Rashawn's phone. And as a member of his family, as his mother, I think you should have a right to them. Okay? That's my opinion. And you can tell him I said that. All right. Okay? All right. So... I think that if I, I think probably the phone records and phone ping stuff is something that you should continue to work on very you know very uh, zealously, okay, with a lot of energy, okay. Because yes, that's true. Because um, wherever that ping was, that's probably where in the area he probably that's still a very, is in. Yeah, or yeah, it, it, who knows what it might reveal? You know, for example, I'm not saying this is true for the listeners, but just saying. What if you were to find out after he spoke to you that he spoke to Ty? For just as an example, I'm not saying that's true, but that might, you know, help the investigation. That, you know, might help you as well, yes. knowing something like that, for sure. Now, we'd already talked about this before. Um, of course, we know that Rashawn was walking by himself from that, that uh, picture. Have any searches at all been done, to your knowledge, 
anywhere in the Scranton Dixon City area since 2018? Um, to be honest, yeah, I want you I would always say be honest. No, okay. I would say no because when I when we asked them, um, they said. They will. They gave us excuse after excuse. Mm-hmm. They said, "Oh, they couldn't do this because it's all the way out in the woods. They don't want to do too much. They can't do that. They have to have um, special um, gear and boots." That was Detective Gattery talking. Yeah. She was the one who was saying because it was her and Detective you her, and mm-hmm. she was doing most of the talking. And she was saying, "Oh." We have to have um, certain gear to go out there and look for him. Because I said, that's my son out there. Yeah. And everything. And she has a child. So, you know, you kept saying, oh, you got to get home to your child. Like you're trying to rush off the case. But you, you know, you're not helping. Mm-hmm. You're not helping. Yeah. They didn't do nothing. To be honest, they haven't did enough. Okay. They didn't do enough. All right. So once again, we have, and it very well may be their fault. You know, we don't do theories on interviews, but it, you know, we are, we're open to a lot of different ideas. At least I am right at this point, but it very well could be one of those choices could be that for some reason, Rashawn walked off by all by himself. I'm not telling anybody what to think. But if that's the case, it certainly would warrant, you know, maybe some searches should be done in the area where that video camera, you know, caught him on, you know, on video. True, because she did say that that's like over there by the wooded area. Yeah. And I asked her, could y'all go and look for him there? Yeah. Okay. So once again, to your knowledge, uh, all these months later, like 30 months later, and no searches to your knowledge have been done. Um, data, okay. Detective, you heard? Who's her partner? Mm-hmm. She transferred the case to him. Like it was like they was giving the case front, back and forth, back and forth. Okay. Want to handle it? You know. Yeah. And then she gave it to him, and he didn't start looking for my son until March of 2019. I got a phone call. I remember that. I got a phone call in March stating that oh, he's the marshals and them is looking for Rashawn, but they didn't find nothing. Okay. And stuff. So from November 6, 2018 to March, you're telling me that that's when you started just we looking for him now mm-hmm. because the weather is starting to get good. But all the time with the snows and everything and the rain and all of that, y'all couldn't go and look for him. Yeah. So, you know, you tell me. Okay. I don't know. All right, uh, yeah. Um, let's move on to this. Now, of course, uh, he's made up, uh, besides Rashawn, uh, we've mentioned uh, this guy quite a bit, Ty. Now, he actually, now, you know, and you sent me some screenshots, a couple of them. He actually made a statement on YouTube, or not on YouTube, on Facebook, that Rashawn was murdered, Right? Did that, did that, mm-hmm. when did that happen? How did you find out about that? Because my, um, okay, um, it was, okay, in 2019, um, somebody was saying happy birthday to Rashawn, 
and everything. And um, a, a friend of a family was um, texting me and she said, who is so-and-so? But it wasn't Tyleek yet. It was okay. another person that was stating, um, happy birthday, bro, rest in peace. Huh. And I said, rest in peace? What are you talking about? So uh-huh. then I inboxed him and I said, what do you know? I said, because I'm Rashawn's mother. And I said, they haven't found a body. Mm-hmm. And I said, until right. they find a body, then I will know that he's, you know, perished. Mm-hmm. So I said, do you know something that I don't know? And he never responded. That's that's that guy, Jahim, or whatever his name, Jermaine, or okay. however his and name is. Is he friends know? with Ty? I think so. Okay. I think so. Right. I think so. And then, um, then, um, Ty was posting the way how he was posting, like Rashawn was dead. Like mm-hmm. the way how he was talking about Rashawn, like he's dead. So you know something. Mm-hmm. How come you know and I don't know? You was volunteering, like the officer said. You was telling the officer where to go and this and that because you were saying that this is where Rashawn walked and everything through those tracks on the gravel. Mm-hmm. So the police did speak to Ty. Yes, they did. And mm-hmm. the detectives brought him in for questioning. But obviously mm-hmm. they had to let him go and okay. stuff and everything. And then they brought him in another time because I had to tell Detective Eva he's writing like Rashawn is dead. The way how he's posting like Rashawn is dead. Yeah, and what was interesting to me, I'll, I'll just tell the listeners my own experience with this, is that I, I we haven't used uh, Ty's full uh, name and what he goes by on Facebook. We're not going to do that. No. But I had an opportunity to go to uh, his uh, Facebook account that he was the same one that he was using back in 2018. I had to scroll the whole way back down. And this is a guy <laughs> that posts several times a day on Facebook. This is consistent. But if you go back to that time right after Rashawn went missing, there's a period of about six weeks. There's hardly anything there. Because he deleted everything right. that was and, on that page. Right. There's certainly everything proof that that, that happened. Re- yes. Everything that he wrote and everything, he deleted. Yes. He deleted it. Right. I he saw that for myself. It. I mean, I don't know what and, he wrote beforehand, but certainly there's a huge space in there where there's nothing. Yes, he deleted it, and then he started posting about him mm-hmm. and his daughter right. and his son and this and that and everything. And I said, "Oh, he's trying to play like he's such an angel." But mm-hmm. anyway, um, did the police? Yeah, did the police? Uh, uh, I know you're very frustrated with them. I think that's come out in this interview, and you're you're more than you know. You're more welcome to express those uh, frustrations with them, but. After they spoke to Ty, have they ever talked to you about Ty? Did they ever say, well, we're looking at no, this? Nothing. No, because the way, mm-hmm. from my gathering, whatever Ty was telling them, mm-hmm. Ty was belittling Rashawn. Mm-hmm. He was, like, making Rashawn like he was a bad person. And then... The police told you this? No. Who told I got this... I got this from a family member. Okay. And I'm not going to say nothing else right. because um, I don't want her to get in trouble. All right. And you don't, don't have to use nothing. any names. Mm-hmm. But I'm just, and, um, I, I, but I have to ask you, Denise, I'm wondering how this, this person, woman or man would know 
Um, the, because they're not high official in a in a gov- in a federal job. Okay, and so and this guy. That's my family member. Okay, so this kind of got back to her or him. Um. Yes, it got uh-huh. back to them, and um, they spoke to the detective Yuher, and mm-hmm. the, the, the Yuher was telling her all these different things, and she said that she told him that she don't believe it. You know, like, he's not like that, you know? Right. And everything, she helped raise Rashawn, so why would he be all this, doing all these different things when he wasn't? And, and he said, that's why they stopped looking for Rashawn. I said, but they wasn't even looking for him. I said, they didn't start looking for Rashawn until in March of 2019. I said, check this out. I said this to her. I said, check this out. He went missing November 6, 2018, and you're mm. going to start looking for him in 2019 of March? Yeah, Come five on. months later. Yeah. Something don't sound right, and something is not right. So, you know, like, basically, every time I call y'all, y'all not returning my calls. Y'all mm. don't want to respond. Y'all call me when y'all feel like. You call me like a week or two weeks after or a month later. And everything. So I said, forget them. I don't call them no more. And everything. I stopped calling them. Okay. And the last time, the last phone call I got was in 2020 from Detective Gettery. That's when we have went back down. The um the last time we went back down to um Scranton. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, before I did all of that, I had to go back down there. Uh, I did two DNAs down there, the first one, and then I had to go back down there to do a DNA for NAMUS. So Rashad is in the NAMUS system. NAMUS, yeah. Now, did you... Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Uh, Now, you even told me regarding uh, Ty that he actually told people that Rashawn was selling drugs. Yes. Did he post that on social media or did he say that somewhere else? He told that to the detective. That's how that information got back to me. And I was saying, what? Mm. I said, no. I said, I told I told my sister, I said, no. I said, um, no. Okay. I said to her, I said, what time did he have to do that? He had a job that he had to be to work from 3 to 12 at midnight. And then from there, he could go home. So I said, I talked to Rashawn. I said, I told her, I talked to Rashawn every day. Mm-hmm. Every day. So what time do he have? I said, sometimes, I said, there was a time I've been on, a couple of times I've been on the phone with him when he's going to work. And I'm talking to him until he reached to his job. So, and I said, he calls me on his break. So I said, what time do he have? And when he got home, he called me and said, oh, my, reach home. I'm going to go take a shower, and I'm going to go to sleep, you know, play, watch some TV or play some video games. And he mm. like, he's a gamer. He likes to mm. play games, like the, the, the um, Nintendo and the PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so okay. he liked playing those kind of games and stuff and everything. So I said, what time do he have? She's, and, and my sister was saying, Denise, calm down. Calm down. You already know. We already know. She said, but 
you can't go like that to the, the detectives because they're going to say, oh, you destroyed because your son is missing and you don't want to believe nothing and this and that. Mm. And, and her, she said, you have to listen to me. She said, even, she said, although I have a degree in criminal, she said, I'm going to tell you what you should do and what not to do. And she did. Good. And she said, when you go back, this is how you do it. So anyway, I went back. We went back the day before Rashawn's birthday. And um, this is 2020, October 23rd, 2020. And um, we get out the car and I go to the in No, first I press the door like thinking you could go in, but you can't because they have it locked and you stick into the intercom. So I press it. And the officer was like, yes, can I help you? I said yes. And I stated who I was and why I was there. And the officer said, what? You come here about a case that is that is two years? I said, well, it's not two years yet. Mm-hmm. I said, next one will be two years. Mm-hmm. So he, he had an attitude, like a don't carish attitude mm-hmm. and everything. So I was going, I was, I was so upset because from the way how he was talking, and I just responded, and my daughter was saying, Mom, please calm down. We don't want nothing happening to you. And everything. We do not want anything happening to you, please. And everything. So I said, okay. I said, but you didn't hear how he said what he said, you know? So then um, he said, hold on. I will, um, I'll come back. Then he asked me, brush on name, spell it. I did. He said the date of birth and I spell it. He said, I'll be back back with you. We stood out there for like a good, um, I'll say like a good, 40 to 50 minutes. Wow. Yes. And when he did come out, he came out and he was like, um, oh, you can't just come here. And my daughter said to him, we're coming from New York and we have every right to come here. She said, my mother has every right. And I, as we as siblings, we have every right to come with my our mother. Mm-hmm. That is my brother and that is her son. She's a mother. So once again, you got blown off. Yes, we got blown off. Okay. And he said, oh, the detective that's handling the case, her name is Detective Gettery. You need to call her. And I said mm-hmm. to him, I said, I do call her. But I said, but she don't answer the phone. Mm-hmm. She don't return calls. And that's what I said. And he didn't say nothing. He kept quiet. Mm-hmm. He kept quiet because he knew I was talking the truth. Yeah. And I told and I said to my daughter, I said, you know what? These detectives is laughing at us, laughing at laughing at us, like we come in here and they're not even doing the case. They're not working on it. So I said, I have to get something out there to like let this be known as a mother and for all mothers who have someone out there missing. Don't give mm-hmm. up and keep praying. What has Rashawn's wife said about all this? Um, Are they still married, at least on paper? Are they still married? Um, I guess so, because um, she used to um, text me and stuff mm. and everything, but she don't text me no more. And um, mm. only, that, only I was surprised and shocked when she... Um, when she said happy birthday to me and everything. So, you know, and no, 
Okay. So, so she, uh, I guess what I'm saying, I have to admit, I'm once again, this is my experience. The listeners who, you know, we've covered over 200 disappearances now. Uh, I, I, I'm going to say that it seems a little weird to me that being that it, it seems, and I have nothing against, of course, a mother being involved in her son's disappearance, but it seems to me most often is the case when a married man goes missing that the wife is the one who kind of leads the way. You know, it's usually not, you know, the parents of a grown missing person, especially if the person is married, but it seems like this has been different. Why do you think that is? Um, I just don't know, but you know what? You hit something that my sister was saying to me and everything. Mm-hmm. And what was that? You know, um, the same one who was giving me advice... Who's a high? Who works in Ohio federal? You know, mm-hmm. um, she was saying to me, "Everyone is a suspect." Huh? Okay. And she said that I don't put nothing past anyone. Mm-hmm. So she said, "Until you get the answers that you need," she said, "You need to go back down there." She said, "I don't care if they said to you, you don't have no, you shouldn't just pop up." You have yeah. every right as any other mother. Your child. Well, I, I, you certainly do, and I'm not arguing with and that. I guess what I'm saying, that. I'm just a little surprised. It just, no. once again, it just sounds Wait. to me like his wife's like, "Okay, you go ahead and do it. I'll just sit back here and you know not do much." No, she she used to ask me to come, uh, and I didn't want her to come. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Everything. I didn't want to tell her nothing because I did what my sister said. Don't tell her nothing. Okay. She said, Don't tell her anything because she said. You're just finding out that she got married. They married. Yeah, right. Right. And, um, and this is like what um, uh, a year he moved missing. She said, "Come mm. on!" And then she said, "You need to go back down there. I don't care mm. if the officers say you can't pop up like that. You have every right, and you go back down there and you tell them you want them to reopen the case and reevaluate everything. Yeah. Do a reevaluation." Yeah. And if they don't, she said, you go to someone who's a higher official, someone who can help you. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have a, uh, uh, Denise, do you have a Facebook page, website, anything like that set up for I, Rashawn's disappearance? Okay, there was a time I did have one. Um, for um, him, but his sister had did something about him, about his n- n- disappearance. Mm-hmm. I had did a GoFundMe page to do a um, to to hire a private investigator, but then I took it down. Yeah. And then um, my my daughter, she did a page for her brother. She put it on her page for him with his picture and everything, mm-hmm. uh, helping him find, helping him find. To find him. Yeah. And everything, you know. What is that? We did that. Um, is it still out there? That's on page. Mish Franchise, M-I-S-H. Um, franchise, F-R-A-N-C-H-I-S-E. I have to ask, uh, Denise, is the reason you just don't have a Facebook page set up for his disappearance exclusively like many people do? 
I don't know how to go about it. And okay. Do it. Okay. But well, maybe maybe one of your uh, children will, can show you how to do that. But that probably be something you should think about. You know, just a page oh, well, dedicated to having pictures of him, the details of his disappearance, contact information, etc. And, yeah, you know, if you can't figure it out, I'm sure one of your children, friend, you know, can set that up for you, you know, and okay. make, you know, make you an administrator on that. Uh, that would certainly raise the profile of Roshan's disappearance. Um, you know, more people find out about, of course, in addition to being on this program, uh, you know, get more people talking. You should probably do that. You said I have to set it up with the administration? No, uh, no, you can do it yourself. If you don't know how to do it, I'm sure somebody you know knows how to do it. You know, okay. setting up a Facebook page is a, uh, that is just exclusively for Rashawn's disappearance. And so instead of it having, you know, somebody's name, like your daughter's name or something, it'll be Find Rashawn Francis. Okay. And just dedicated to that, and then people can share it, people can like it, can join and can follow, you know, as you continue to try to figure out what happened to him. You know, and you can do that for free on there. Okay. Something you should, uh, most of the guests who have the, on the program do have Facebook pages set up for their loved one's disappearance. Most of them, 90%. Okay. So, I'm just going to put that in your ear, uh -huh. something to maybe uh, do before the summer is over. Okay. Uh, Denise, any final words before we complete this interview? Um, yes. Um, I wish that the police, I wish that the detectives um, had did more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And which they didn't. And it makes me feel like, you know, that they didn't really care about, about him or anything. And, um... You know, and I just want, I just want closure. Yeah. As a mother, every mother want a closure of their loved one. Right. And as a mother, I mm. say to hug your kids tight. Tell them that you love them. Whatever differences are going on or whatever, resolve it. Resolve them and come close with each other and love one another. Because I used to be watching all these IDs, shows, and everything, missing persons and, and everything, but when it hit close to home, it's a whole different thing, and it hurts so much. And I think so, you don't know who to turn to, how to go about things. And I'm getting backlash from people telling me that I didn't do enough. Mm -hmm. I don't know. No. This is the first time this happened to me. And I don't know how to go about things. Right. I don't know programs where you could go to for people to, like, talk to or help me and everything. Or put up a, you know, Facebook page for Rashawn or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. So... Before people start judging and saying this and saying that, don't do that. Don't do it. Because it could happen to any one of you, any one of your loved ones. I don't know how to go about this. So uh, uh, Nobody does. When they, when, 
Yeah, when they're confronted with it, nobody does, Denise. Mm -hmm. it's so, all, nobody expects this to happen to them. How I found out about you is because mm -hmm. um, Emily, yeah. through Megan, Megan yeah. Charlie, Charlie, the charlieproject.org. That's right. And how I found out about Charlie project.org is because um, his best friend G told me that Rashawn was on that page. Yes. And I see a whole bunch of pages. I see a whole bunch of pictures of him and then I keep reading going down and I see everything um, that was said about him. Mm -hmm. And I got in contact. What I did, I looked up the person who's in charge of it, and I emailed the I emailed Megan, yeah. and I told her my story, and I told her what was going on, yes. and and she texted me that she emailed me back, and she says she is so sorry that I'm going through this, and unfortunately, unfortunately, I'm not the only one. There's a lot of families who've been going through this where the police don't do too much and especially of people of color yeah That's and true. she said it's not you alone it's other families yeah. and then she wrote me back and asked me if i would like if i don't mind doing a um a podcast with people with um friends that she know who um yeah. have missing you know do about missing Mr. Families. Yeah. Yep. Megan, uh, I know Megan very well. She, I interviewed her on the program way back at the beginning. But yes, uh, Megan and I are very good friends. Yes. And I, I told her thank you. And, yeah. you know, I'm asking everybody to donate to charlieproject.org, not only for my son, for other missing families that out there and that can help. So they could help find, so families could get closure with their loved ones who's been missing as well. I don't know if, if you have a, um, like a, um, where we could donate as well. We do. I so, talk about that every episode. Yeah, we're not going to, we don't, we don't include that stuff during official interviews because I don't think that's right. But that's okay. uh, included in every episode before the interview starts. That will be okay. in there. But I appreciate your concern. Thank you for uh, bringing that up. I deeply appreciate it. But we don't talk about those things during official interviews. But oh, I, I appreciate you bringing it That's all right. I appreciate you bringing it up. Um, but it's been a pleasure to get to know you, Denise. I have to tell you, you have one of the, one of the best voices that I think has ever been on the program. You have a very... Uh, unique voice uh, that uh, I like a lot and uh, I want to con uh, continue to keep working with you you know um, on Rashawn's disappearance we're just getting to know each other now but until Rashawn is found um, you know let's keep in contact with each other you can call me anytime yes. you know message me anytime and we'll see what we can yes. do what more progress we can make Okay, thank you so much. All right. Well, Denise and I thank you for being on this episode of Unfound. Thank you. You're welcome. And that was my July 19th, 2021 interview with Denise DeGraff, mother of Rashawn Francis. I thank her for joining me and all of you on this episode. I will once again thank Megan Lyonez at The Charlie Project for recommending Unfound to Denise. For Rashawn's disappearance, I have made a video showing you where Rashawn lived and where he was last seen, so you can understand the distance between the two. 
I also analyzed the surrounding area and terrain. Please find this video on the Unfound Podcast channel on YouTube. And please subscribe to the channel while you're at it. As you all know by now, I don't do any theorizing on these episodes in regards to what I think happened. That is always for you to decide. You hear what the guest says, then try to construct a theory that fits the facts as best as possible. So, I will take a look at a couple points about Rashawn and his disappearance that you should calculate into your own analysis. First, Rashawn telling his mother that people were after him, that they wanted to kill him, that he couldn't go back to New York because something bad might happen. The key point is that except for him mentioning the upstairs neighbors who didn't even live over him anymore, Rashawn never explicitly stated any names, not even on the day he disappeared. Given that we've covered other situations like this, when the person can't name anyone, I'm inclined to believe it really is all in the person's head. Or I suppose the person could knowingly be making it all up, for some reason that is unclear to the rest of us. What's important about this is Denise admitted that Rashawn never seemed to display this behavior to anyone else. In the year before he went missing, nobody said to Denise, you know, Rashawn has been saying some weird things lately. Furthermore, even though Denise and Rashawn's wife had several conversations, Rashawn's fear of being followed never came up. Denise never brought them up. The wife never brought them up. It leaves the impression that Rashawn only said this about being followed and people wanting to kill him to Denise. And there's this. Would Rashawn's wife really have wanted to move to Scranton to join him if he had been saying to her, there are people here who want to kill me, like he said to Denise? I don't think so. This could be further evidence that Rashawn never said anything about any of this to his wife. Which is odd, no matter which way you look at it. Granted, if she wants to call me to say otherwise, I'm willing to listen. But then I'm still going to have to ask her, and you were going to move to Scranton anyway? So there's that. My other point is it very well could be that Ty by himself or with others did something to Rashawn. Very well could be. There are no facts to dispute that. But if you're going to think that, please don't do so just because Ty and others wrote what they wrote on Facebook. People write a lot of crazy things on social media. Wild speculation. That further fuels more wild speculation. Instead, what I would ask you to remember is that unlike all of you who follow this program, so you are the smartest people in the world regarding disappearances, the so-called cousin ties of the world do not have your experience. They react emotionally. Someone disappears and these types automatically think murder. Sure, Ty's behavior trying to bully the landlord, 
and trying to take charge of the entire situation is odd. And that could be added to him deleting a bunch of posts from his Facebook account. However, do not judge him on the social media activity alone. Overall, we must remember the average age of a disappearance on Unfound is 18 years old. And Rashawn's is not even one-sixth of that yet. Meaning, there's still a lot of information that can be collected. Meaning, I think a lot of people in Rashawn's case, the police, the friends, Ty, Rashawn's wife, maybe even Rashawn himself, know information that hasn't been revealed yet. They're keeping secrets. I'll leave the theorizing up to you. And that's the program. If you found it informative, please go to the app that you use to listen to Unfound and give this podcast a nice review. I thank you for listening. I'm Ed Densel, and you've been listening to Unfound. <laughs>